This podcast is brought to you by LTAsex.com. LTA Sex. Sex positively. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors, the podcast where we talk about sex, relationships, and life completely unedited. I'm your host, Jerome Stewart Nichols, writer, sex and relationship coach, and creator of sexual lifestyle blog, LTAsex.com. If you know me, you know I love talking about sex basically all the time. Uh, Behind Closed Doors is your chance to get a bit more raw and personal with me than ever before. Most often, I'll be talking to my partner and submissive bubby, but you'll hear me musing by myself or sitting in a room with any random person from time to time. Behind Closed Doors definitely isn't your average sex podcast, but it's not about the size. All that matters is how deep and arousing the conversation is. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and tell your friends about it. You should also consider giving the show a review on iTunes. Make sure to check out LTAsex.com for more from me. You can find more info on Behind Closed Doors at LTAsex.com slash Behind Closed Doors. If you're one of those people using social media, you can also find me, LTAsex, or Behind Closed Doors on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, all of that shit. Alright, enough of me talking about this bullshit, let's get to the sex. Sometimes I love my boyfriend dearly. Other times I... Other times I don't like him very much. It's not that... He's a bad person per se. But he's stressful. And, uh, since we've been in this relationship, it seems like stress is just something that I guess is going to come with us, um, if I want to be with him. I don't think I was quite ready for that, though. I wasn't quite ready for any of it, to be fair. I didn't expect any of it. I didn't want any of it. It just sort of happened. Now we've just talked about some of the relationship problems we're having uh, since he had his seizure and lost his memory and all that. And this is one of those times where I feel like I don't know if I like him very much. Right now in this particular moment. I still love him for sure, but I, I think I don't like him being weak. I have this tendency to... I guess, attack or go after um, people who are weak and bother me, per se. It's like this predatory drive instead of, like, wanting to hurt people just, like, maliciously. (laughs) 
right now, Buggy, is being, I feel, honestly, like he's being weak. And I know that sounds callous and sort of mean to say, but it's true. I want him to be able to say, I, I hate to use the Republican, Republican terminology, but pull himself up by his bootstraps and just move the fuck on. I guess I sort of figure that's what I would have done in this situation. I don't think that's necessarily true, though. <laughs> I um, I for sure have uh, certain things that I'm sure that could pretty much incapacitate me. And since I've never been in, in this particular situation, uh, I, I, I really wouldn't know. And I really shouldn't judge or think less of him because of it at all, but... Uh, of course, that's what I do. Thinking less of him is not like the overarching um, sentiment that I got from our talk, though. Uh, I think I was sort of just reminded that we're in a completely new relationship. I was going to say sphere, but um, that sounds, I don't know, catchphrasy. And in this completely new relationship, we, we being me, essentially, have no uh, sense of where our footing is. And I was reminded that while things may be great or they may look one way, I cannot get into the mode of thinking that that's just how they are and how they're going to be forever. He'll forget things sometimes. He'll be scared. He'll need my leg to grasp onto like a small child. He'll need me. And since I'm his dominant, his mister, um, that's going to be even more true. Because, as he said, I'm the only thing that makes him feel safe. And that's kind of a lot of uh, pressure, to be honest with you. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> when he said it, I, I, I hope I didn't come across as too shocked. Um in my reaction uh, when we talked I said that in some ways I felt like he died and that is still very true um, that is 
I I don't know. I guess I'm just sort of lost trying to figure out uh, what's next. I don't know if that's exactly the sentiment I'm trying to get across. Uh, I don't know what to do, I guess. That always makes me feel very lost, very powerless. And I don't like feeling powerless at all, ever, for any reason. I've always got to know what's going on. Got to be the smart one. The one who's got the answers. And I don't have the answers right now, and that's shitty. On the bright side, this food is smelling good. So that gives me some hope that this afternoon is not going to be a complete bust. I, I know I uh, started out talking about how I think less of him or don't like him sometimes but in the time it's taken me to wring out all those other feelings that I've been going through I guess it it, it released a little bit of steam that it needed to get off and (sighs) now I'm feeling a little bit not bad per se because it is honest I don't like him sometimes but I guess that's not the perhaps not the it's the forward facing truth but not the internal truth about the result of our discussion. The result of our discussion is that I was reminded um, that he lost everything. He lost it all. And he's trying to get it back. And if I'm thinking about like, oh, I don't know how to like restart a relationship when, you know, I went through it once and we can probably figure it out again. It seems pretty simple, but it is very scary. I guess I'm just sort of moping about it. But for him, he has no reference point that things will work out again. So he's just (laughs) sort of hoping and trusting, which that's a lot of trust. Even for someone who doesn't remember exactly what trust is. I think one of the things that made me feel like made me weakness from the conversation that we had was that towards the end of the conversation he started telling me about his submission 
and the emotions he had surrounding that were his wants were not important and just his needs and to be honest I am still trying to get through those emotions for myself of being like a dom a mister and how to take care of him in that way because I do and I did sort of look at people who uh relied on people like that or sort of took care of people like that I thought they were sort of stupid and I still have some lingering judgments about it in my head in fact I actually have lingering judgments about being a dom too like what the fuck are you doing why are you doing that that's so stupid like you're not his dom you're not in control of anybody why are you even doing this and I have all that self doubt for myself it's not like um, it's not like I got into a DS relationship and all of a sudden Dom was great and Sub was still sort of shitty. I'm I'm still dealing with it for myself. And I think that that added layer of sort of control, emotional reliance. I'm not sure what it is exactly. That extra layer adds. Oof. Complexity beyond what one might imagine <laughs> before they're actually doing it. I, ooh, I have to say that I definitely scoffed when people were talking about you know how they have to do all these DS contracts and they have to talk and talk and talk and talk until their faces fucking fall off, and you know they're they're playing this up and they're living it full time and it just seems so alien so weird so foreign but <laughs> i'm i'm glad that although i had those sort of like underlying thoughts about it i'm glad that i was able to not form solid decisions about it so that i could actually try it for myself and see that in fact it is actually a lot like people say <laughs> it is so fucking difficult uh i and it's difficult because at least the power dynamic is for me because I I'm still trying to reconcile let's say first year psych 101 feminist theory gender intro to gender studies bullshit um, that I learned when I was you know so shocked or or even when I was younger I, I noticed that I never really wanted to be in a relationship where there was a, a guy in charge and uh, you know I was a kid before uh, before the concept of like gayness came up I guess and that there would be a woman beneath him just sort of being subservient and weird like I always found found that to be really troubling and I never saw it as a positive thing ever and as I got older what I started to realize was that people get into relationships that they want to be in and sometimes they get into relationships they don't want to be in and the dynamic is what the dynamic just sort of becomes but at the end of the day people, many people want to be in a relationship wherein they are the sole you know, person in control there's, there's no arguments, there's no nothing and in fact I became one of those people and I thought that wanting to be in one of those relationships made me weak I thought I thought it meant that I was just not strong enough to fight um, for for my side in that relationship. When in fact, it's it's more of more or less it's a 
stability measure. So that I know that he trusts me to do what's right. I don't have to worry about nearly as much because if I make the decision, it goes. I don't have to worry that he's not going to like it. I don't have to worry that he's not going to be impressed. I don't have to worry that he's not going to enjoy the things I do for him because he enjoys everything I do for him. If I do anything for him, he fucking loves it. And I have to be honest with you, that's very comforting and I never actually thought about it that way until just this moment. It's very comforting. It's very comforting. He's looking for comfort. I'm looking for comfort. I suppose he can't be weak for looking for comfort unless I'm weak for looking for comfort too. This is just hard. So hard. And I suppose in this moment it feels maybe harder. I don't know. Until recently, I thought that it had been easy, but this recent roadblock has been sort of like two weeks of him latching onto me like a fucking baby duckling. He's fucking like like he's imprinting on me or something. Just won't leave my side. He leaves the house. He wants to text me. If I'm at work, he wants to text me. If I'm here, he wants to be right by me. And it's... And I'm not sure if I should actually be mad at him for that or not. Or if I should be bothered or not. <laughs> I I know I just said that if I make a decision, it goes and I should feel comforted by that. But then at this, in, you know, a couple minutes later, I'm... I, I'm, you know, kvetching over whether or not I have the right to feel like he should leave me the fuck alone when I need to. Of course, I have the right to tell him to leave me the fuck alone when I need to. But I also want to make sure that he is getting the comfort that he needs because I know that he does actually need it. He's needed it, needed it the entire time. Puppies... You know, we, 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 we express our dom-sub relationship through uh, uh, human puppy play where he's my puppy and I'm his mister. And puppies sometimes need to be petted. And I pet my puppy all the time. I do. I rub his belly. I give him treats. We go outside and play. We play fetch. It is fun. And we spend a lot of time together. And he, he we sleep together. We cuddle with him. I make sure that I, or I try to make sure that I keep him filled with, with as much, you know, Mr. Love as I can. You know, I try to fuck him every day because otherwise he gets crabby. And honestly, that's like a lot of fucking work. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I like doing it. I will absolutely keep doing that basically no matter what. But at the same time, it's like I'll see him getting antsy. And I know that what he needs is to get fucked really quick. But I'm working, and I kind of don't want to stop. 
because my mind is working well, and I don't want to have to stop letting it work well just to appease him. I feel like I shouldn't have to. But I feel guilty for not feeling like I should have to. (laughs) Because everything I know about healthy relationships or everything I've ever told myself about not being in one of, you know, these... uh, uh, Power discordant relationships was that I have to care about that all the time. I can't let him go without. And I think I think I might be rebounding too far from the other side of like you get nothing to you get everything or I want to give you as much as possible and I can't give him as much as possible. I just cannot. And we are in a poly relationship, so I shouldn't have to. That's one of the benefits of being in a poly relationship is that when I'm all out of creplets, a lot of emotional energy for the day, that he gets to go somewhere else and get some more because he'll just keep eating and eating. He's like an emotional Pac-Man. It's like an emotional Cthulhu. And I don't think that's so much a bad thing. I like giving out that emotional energy because I don't really use it myself and I have a lot left over. I like taking care of people. I like holding people's hands and guiding them through their problems. But at the same time, I just... I'm in the middle of some heavy shit and I need to be able to have some creplets of my own (laughs) I'm not crying if you're wondering I'm just sniffling I pick up smoking in the fall so right about now I'm in the depths of my three month out of the year nicotine addiction it actually started right around right around the time when he had a seizure, so uh, that was plenty useful. Nicotine is great for calming calming the nerves. I should make rice. I'm gonna set the microphone down for a minute. I've been holding it like I'm Beyonce or some shit. Nobody can be the answer, baby. I will say one good thing. Um, Another good thing that I got out of having that conversation with him was that I saw that we'll be able to talk to each other like we normally do if a microphone is on. I'll say that. Let's break the third wall, even though we're not on camera. I don't know if there's a term for that when it comes to radio. Uh, But I feel like knowing that he's comfortable enough uh, to, to be honest with me is really helpful 
because uh, I like talking to him when there's like a court stenographer nearby. <laughs> uh, like he can't uh, run from his words exactly. I like holding him accountable. I suppose. I really like that sound. That high pitched little teep. Speaking of starving, by the way, actually, that's one thing I've been having him do for me, is make sure that I'm eating, because one of the things I don't do when I'm working really well, and also when I'm depressed, is I don't eat. And when I don't eat, I get crabby. And dealing with someone like him right now, I cannot be crabby, or I'm going to try to be as minimally crabby as humanly possible. Because uh, I really don't want to make him feel bad about the fact that he is causing me so much stress. Uh, and I also just sort of want to make sure that I have most of the energy he needs from me on any given day. Maybe that's a lot of pressure to be putting on myself. Especially the, the guy who always talks about, you know, there's no one person who can do it all. But I, and, I, and I know I also said most, but I feel like, even though I said most, I might be trying to do all. I consciously know I should be doing most, but I don't know if, if in reality the actions that I'm putting forth are letting myself off the hook for the other parts that I'm not able to accomplish when I'm able to get most of it done. I really should have started that rice earlier because I'm starving and now my sausage and peppers is hot and done and I want to eat it, but I want to eat it enough of my rice. This is bullshit. I hate everything. I will say I'm glad that we got to talk out our feelings like that. It, it, it was... It was a bit of a relief. I'll be honest with you. I had been building up a lot of tension from unexpressed emotions and sort of Wanting to be the very best that no one ever was. Come the Bubby Master. I feel like 
maybe I don't have to be the Bubby Master. Maybe I can be the... Nurse Jenning. <laughs> Actually, no. I'd probably want to be Misty because that side ponytail was fly. I'm optimistic about where this is going. I'm optimistic that he'll be better. He's been better about being better when I tell him to be better. So that's something. I don't know if I was expecting to be 100% soothed by having this discussion when I willingly admitted, but then again, I know it in my mind, but I don't know if my behavior is actually so true to the fact that. <laughs> I just don't want. I'm scared. I don't know what's going on. And I don't want us to become unhappy. And I don't want us to become hateful and spiteful to one another because that would be really sad. Because I don't want to hate him. I just want to love him. Albeit a little bit less than he wants to love on me. <laughs> I guess finding that balance is what we'll have to work on what I'll have to work on balance is important <laughs> 